To all our student listeners out there wondering how to navigate their collegiate years to launch a successful career post-graduation, this episode's for you. On this episode of The Internship Show, we have the pleasure to speak with Katie Oliveira, host of the Collegehood Advice Podcast. Katie helps teenagers and young adults align with who they are, identify what they want to do, and intentionally use education and experience to make it all happen. She's the creator of the Life Launch Lab, a guided course to help you deepen your understanding of yourself and contribute your superpowers to the world. She's also the creator and host of Collegehood Advice Podcast Show, where she helps students make the most of their collegiate experience. Katie has guided thousands of college students through their collegiate experience over the last 15 years in her roles as a professional academic advisor, college success coach, and associate director of academic counseling and exploration. When she's not helping others figure out their life, you'll find her in the kitchen, near a garden, or on a yoga mat in Austin, Texas. We're excited to take Katie's expertise and share it with all of our student listeners today. Well, Katie, thanks for taking the time. Thank you for having me. For I'm all so our, excited to be here. So for all of our listeners, could you introduce yourself as well as your, what is Collegehood Advice? Well, I'm, I'm students make the most of their college experience. I like to help students figure out who they are, what they want to do with their life, and then leverage their experiences, their education, their superpowers to actually make that happen so that they don't settle for the safe path that someone told them they should pursue and then wake up later in life wishing they had gone for it. And what is your background and how did you come up with all of this awesome content that students love about their superpowers? Yeah. So the College of Advice podcast was born out of my own experience, both as a student and as a higher ed professional. So in my early, in my, well, let me back up, to be honest, in college, I changed my major seven times. I um, am multi-passionate. I had a lot of interest, but I also didn't have a great sense of what I wanted to do because so many people had told me what I should do. And once I started getting out there and experiencing things, I realized really quickly that I was uninspired by those things. And so I took that experience with me into adulthood and I struggled in my early twenties to find out what I wanted to do professionally. I bounced around. I signed up for culinary school. I signed up for law school. I worked for illegal. I worked as a cocktail waitress. I, I, I got certified to teach. And so as you can tell, in a really short amount of time, I bounced around and wandered around. Finally, I landed at grad school to buy time and I loved it. And I realized that my passion was helping other students just like me figure out their life. I realized that that was a desperate need just from my own experience. And so I spent 15 years now working with students in varieties as an academic advisor, as a success coach, as a professor, as an administrator at a university, and found that there weren't a lot of great resources about the college experience that were holistic. They focused on time management and study strategies, but they didn't focus on all the other pieces that go into the beautiful personal professional growth and development that happens during this time. And so I create, always wished I could refer exactly the content I create to my own students in my own university. And thus, Collegehood Advice was born three years ago to fill that need. And so could you go over some topics that you all cover on your podcast for our listeners? Sure. So I see the college experience as having five main pillars to be successful. There are sort of five different things that a student should take away from it 
uh, to be successful. And so we talk about, we do talk about productivity and management of time. We talk about study strategies and skills because you wouldn't be a good college resource without those pillars. But in addition to those traditional pillars, we talk a lot about being true to who you are and embracing yourself, understanding who you are. And we talk about that in relationship to choosing things like a major or a career path. But instead of focusing so much on the outcome of getting a job, I am much more focused on you aligning who you are with what you do in the world. And then we talk, of course, about well-being and wellness and also getting the maximizing opportunities that are available in a college experience, things like internship and research and study abroad and involved on your campus. So when you were in school, you clearly changed majors a ton, but did you have an internship while you were an undergrad that maybe led to your belief and your passion for the industry altogether? So I did what you should not do is I got an internship at a company that had a big name from a friend of a friend because I felt like I needed to just fill up my resume and that that would look good. And so I got an internship that had nothing to do with anything I was interested in, nothing to do with any skill I wanted to develop or any kind of work I would like to go into. And it was really not very satisfying. I got to put an internship at Exxon on my resume but I didn't, those recommendations were meaningless when I started to go look for work because they had nothing to do. They could speak to my work habits, but they couldn't speak to my skill set. And I ended up just filing and pushing paper and I didn't gain any real experience. So it's a good learning experience because I can speak to that mistake in the work that I do now. And I'm a firm believer that even experiences like that one that are mistakes are golden nuggets. There's always a golden nugget in them, but I don't recommend doing that. <laughs> so for a college student, what do you believe is the true purpose of an internship while you're an undergrad? There, are, To me, there are three reasons to intern. The first is very selfish, and it is for you to test drive different job roles. Because often we pick out careers out of thin air. We pick them out because we saw it on TV and it looks cool or because someone in our immediate circle does that work or because a teacher told us we would be good at it. We make that decision founded on no concrete information. So an internship is a chance for you to actually test the theory and see if you really like it. The second reason that you want to intern is the reason that we all know and think of, which is to have experience to put on your resume. But it's not just experience to put on your resume. The reason that you want good experience to put on your resume is because you want to showcase what you're capable of and what stands you apart. And so really it's about gaining experience, gaining knowledge, gaining skills. The third reason I think interning I think interning is so important is to build your network because 80% of jobs come through your network, not through, uh, you know, indeed or whatever other job boards, they come through your network. And so if you go and work for a company that you eventually want to work for as an intern, then maybe you don't get a job there, but maybe they connect you with someone in that field, or maybe you get a reference or recommendation. And I think that that is 
gold um, and one of the most important reasons to intern. So could you speak about the importance of students having a network a little bit more because some students, they may be afraid to reach out to someone who's older than them or in a line of work that they may be interested in just because they are younger. Yeah. I like to tell the analogy is think of yourself when you're a college student, you're a puppy, but when you become an adult in the workforce, you're like a stray dog. Everyone loves a puppy and wants to pet the puppy. They'll go up to you. They want puppy kisses. Most everyone. I'm sure there are people out there who don't like puppies and everyone avoids a stray dog. And so the way that those are the same or the way that those are like at building a network and, and doing what I call, well, I don't call, which is called informational interviewing is that when you're a college student and you call someone up and you say, I'm curious about what it is you do and how you got into that. And do you have any pointers for me? Everyone's like, yes, I want to help you cute little college student launch your life. But when you are 28 and you're like, Hey, can I talk to you about your work? They're worried that you want something from them. And they're like, why, why are you wanting to talk to me? Not always, but most of the time. So I think it's a really good idea to leverage your college student status to use resources and use your network to get help figuring out what it is you want to do with your life. A network is simply a community of people that you know well and have a relationship with. It doesn't have to be this cheesy thing where you go to a mixer and you have to talk to people and small talk and pass around business cards like it was you know, 20 years ago, it can simply be having good relationships with your professors, talking to friends of friends about what it is they do, reaching out to people in your community who have jobs that are interesting to you, and then staying in touch with them, sharing with them how you're doing and how they have helped you when you do achieve things. And so a network is really one of the most important things when you have a job. People hire people because they fit. There are a lot of people who have the skill set that you have. You are going to be hired because of your personality and your perspective and your fit. That is what's going to make you stand apart. And people who can speak to your fit are, are your network. And so it's super important. And honestly, having a network, not everyone has the same network. This is one of those places where there's a lot of inequality. There are some people who have access to bigger, broader, more powerful networks than others, but that doesn't mean you can't create one. And that's one of the beautiful things about internships and college the college experience and internships and why they're magical is that the college experience gives you a network of professors and alumni and other students that become your network. And an internship gives you a network of people who've supervised you and colleagues and mentors and all these other folks that can speak to your work. And so together, a college experience and an internship are fantastic platforms for building a network. How early can a student start to build their network? Now. Exactly. Today. It's I agree. I agree. And it's freshmen in college, high school seniors should always go and try to get that experience because it's so vital to their future career paths. You should not be scrambling in your last semester to do the things that we're talking about. It is never too soon to do these things. Yes, you can do these in a, you can do them in a gap year. You can do them after you graduate. I've had students who majored in something, graduated, 
decided they hate that and done an internship post-grad. But I think that it's never too soon because the whole point of going to college or doing an internship or any of the things that we're talking about is about honing your toolbox of superpowers so you can contribute in meaningful ways. And so an internship, you don't need to wait to do that. An internship is a great way for you to start to uncover and, and understand yourself and understand how your skills match the needs of the world. As a college student, does it matter if I'm interning with a small company in a startup or a huge Fortune 500 company? I don't think so. I mean, I would recommend do both. Because also you want more than one internship if you can. Don't be like me and only get one internship at a place that you don't really want to intern at. I think doing both is really important because a startup and a Fortune 500 company are really different in how they function, what their company culture is, how many roles you can fill. So at a Fortune 500 company, you might work one really small specific role, but at a small smaller business, you may have exposure to multiple different roles. So you may get a wider um, understanding of what's available to you and how you might fit in. I think that doing internships in both companies, both kinds of settings, even startups, small business, or uh, solo entrepreneurs who need help as another great place to go, Fortune 500 companies, is that it will give you a sense of where you want to work and where you fit. I think a lot of times we assume that we want to work at a big brand name company just the same way we assume we want to go to a big brand name school because that we, we perceive that to be success. But oftentimes we might show up at those places and they feel big and we don't fit and it's not what we like and we can't connect and, and we're making those decisions on assumption. And so I think testing the water in both kinds of environments is really important and great way to figure out where you might fit. And also smaller companies often have more opportunity, which might seem counterintuitive because you might think that there are more spaces at a larger company, but you can have more opportunities to have closer working relationships with people in smaller companies and have multiple roles and sometimes move up faster because the hierarchy is looser. And we've spoken about the importance of a student building their their personal network. And usually a network leads to a mentor. And mentorship is something that can be so key for a college student's experience. Could you speak about your view on the importance of mentorship for a student? Sure. There is a study um, from Gallup and Purdue that talks about the things that students regret not taking advantage of during college, the things that they feel like would have been the most helpful, the most critical takeaways from a college experience that they did not take advantage of. And among those is mentors. So it's not digging in to school projects and really gaining an expertise. It's not interning. It's not getting more involved with depth on a campus and not studying abroad and not getting mentors are the top things that students regret not doing. So mentorship doesn't have to be scary and formal. It can be informal and it goes back to networking and that you're building authentic relationships with people, actual humans. Your professors are humans. The staff on your campus are humans. Sometimes your mentors may come from a staff on campus, an advisor or student life professional or residence hall director. It may be a professor. It may be an older student. And I think 
all it takes is finding someone who's on a path that's a little bit ahead of you, but is on the path you want to go on and building a relationship with that person so that you can learn from their wisdom. Not so you can mimic their path, but you can learn from their wisdom, take that in and make your own decisions. And so I think mentorship is something that you'll always do your whole life. I have mentors now. Um, it's not something that you're ever going to stop doing or you shouldn't stop doing. I think it's a lifelong practice, but I think it's something that students don't do because they feel intimidated. They feel nervous about bothering someone. They don't know what to say. They don't want to seem not cool or all those kind of things that students think. And it's a real missed opportunity. And if you want to gain a mentor, you really do have to be structured and focused and know what you're asking because you can't just go up to someone and say, hey, do you want to grab a coffee? They're going to say, what do you want to talk about? Or why are you reaching out to me? Yes, you do. You want you want to both not cold reach out to someone and say, let's go grab a coffee. You want to say, I would like to take you to coffee, number one. <laughs> because I really admire your work or I really admire your thoughts on this, or I really admire your experience and I'd like to learn from you. And I have a few questions. Can I have 20 or 30 minutes of your time? Cause these are busy people. And then it grows from there. And some campuses have formal mentorship programs and only a 20 to 30% of students on a campus may sign up for those. So if your campus has something like that, not only should you sign up, but follow through and actually show up. And I think sometimes students don't do the follow through because they feel they get social anxiety, honestly. And um, I think these professionals who choose to be mentors on a campus, especially are there because they want to help you where you are. They don't expect you to be further along. And if you can have a beginner's mind or accept that it's cool not to know, and that they are also cool with you not knowing, then you're going to get so much more out of that relationship than if you like show up like you're supposed to know everything and, and you're cool and you don't ask questions because then they can't help you. One of my favorite teachings that you have, Katie, is preparation versus planning. So could you speak about why students should prepare, especially in today's climate, and not plan? Yeah, this is my favorite thing that has really become crystal clear to me recently amid all of the things that are happening in the world. Um, so planning is an aspect of preparation, but I think especially in the education space, we as a society focus so much on having a plan. We track you in eighth grade to follow a plan towards a career and take these classes. You're either in the college plan or the not college plan, but you want a degree plan. We tell you to, if you do these things and you will be successful, you will get into the, if you get into the right school and you pick the right major, then you're going to get the right career. But the thing is, is that a plan, if we're honest, is almost always calls you to adapt and pivot or totally scrap the plan, right? There's rarely a time where anybody walks neatly through a linear, well-tuned plan without any deviation from the plan. And the reason for that is because we don't control most of the pieces that have to fall into place for the plan to work. We often can't control external factors, I had a lot of plans for 2020 that are not coming to pass, right? That because of, because of things beyond my control, um, but I can prepare and there are a million ways to prepare. And so the difference is 
A plan is a detailed way that you're going to achieve something. Preparation is being ready. And preparation allows you to shift plans, to adapt, to pivot, to have resources to draw on, to have support to draw on through your relationships and your networks. And so I think the mistake a lot of times I see students making is that they follow their plan. And when they bump into an obstacle or a setback or a challenge or something beyond their control, they feel like A, they've been robbed of their plan or they feel they beat themselves up. They feel bad because they feel like they've failed and they feel stuck and they don't know what to do and they kind of freak out, right? And and none of those things are... are Nest, I don't see the, any of those things being necessary. I think they're, we all do them, but it breaks my heart because I'm like, no, your whole life isn't going to go to plan. What I recommend you do is not kind of blindly fly by the seat of your plant pants through life. I think you have a loose plan, have an idea of where you want to go, but also know yourself well enough to where you can take advantage of opportunities when they pop up and overcome setbacks when things don't go to plan. And if you can do that, you are in such a better position to get closer to your goal than if you just blindly with blinders on follow a plan. And so three ways I recommend you shift from being a, a planner to a preparer are one, know yourself and embrace who you are, because you are your greatest asset. And all the things that make you, you are what are going to set you apart. That biology degree and that really awesome research experience or that internship are important, but other people did that too. What sets you apart is your perspective on those things, your skills that you honed, right? So understand and embrace who you are. The second is always do your best. Now, I'm not saying always be the best. That's usually not possible, but you can always do your best. So if you're having an off day and you're tired, your best might not be the best ever that you can do. But if you always do your best, then you become an expert in things. You become skilled at things. You develop your strengths. You get a body of work, you gain experience, you are more likely to get out in the world and do things that matter to you. And so always, always do your best. And then the third is take aligned actions. So what I mean by this is I don't know about you, but I've observed a lot of college students who say something like, I really want to go to law school, but then they study at the last minute the night before and they don't go to office hours and they don't study a week in advance and they don't go and informational interview any attorneys and they, they, they instead, maybe they binge Netflix or they stay up and watch YouTube or whatever it is that they do with their time. And what is happening there is the actions and choices that you're taking are disconnected from your goals in your life. And if you always take actions that are disconnected from your goals, you are not going to reach your goals. You have to take aligned steps in the direction of your goals. Even if 
your dream or your goal doesn't come 100% to pass in the way that you've envisioned it, if you take aligned action in the direction of your goals, you're going to be way closer to what you want your life to look like than if you're always doing the opposite of what you want to do. And so some ways to take aligned action is to make sure you say yes to yourself and no to things you don't want in your life, that you listen to your gut, that you follow your passions and your curiosity, and that you avoid at all costs doing things that you should do or someone told you to do, that you listen to you. That's such great advice for students because it's always good for them to know themselves, obviously, and taking aligned action can mean so many different things. And there's so many resources at these students' disposals while they're on campus or while they're building their network to get a mentor is one of those resources that there's so many ways for them to be purposeful with their actions and prepare themselves and not just plan and hope that the plan goes to work because everyone needs to be able to move on their feet a little bit in their career path to really find exactly and is the purpose of an internship find what you do and don't like if you have an internship that you don't like that's great that means you found out what you don't want to do yeah your happiness shouldn't be determined on if your life goes to plan you're gonna be unhappy it's just life doesn't go to plan and and that goes both ways sometimes it's in a in an amazing direction and sometimes it's not i could have never planned that i was going to do this work right now when I was in college, this work didn't exist. This wasn't an opportunity for me until it's my lifetime of experience and having my eyes open and realizing that my skill set was going to match with this medium and this kind of work and me taking the risk and going for it and listening to my gut. Because if I listened to what other people told me, I wouldn't be doing this. I would be an administrator at a university right now. So you have, you, you, it's a combination of all of those things over time that make up your life. We've learned so much from you today, Katie. And I know our listeners have taken tons of notes. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you would want the student to know about your work or your experience or what you would tell a student sitting in their room right now that's in a virtual environment listening to this for inspiration to make change and take, come out on top of this crazy situation? I think one of the things I'm hearing from students is this idea that this is a waste and I've been robbed. And I have a lot of compassion for that feeling because things aren't going to plan, right? They're not going, they're not shaking out like you expected. And I would just say, don't let an external circumstance rob you of opportunity. This is a weird time and maybe the opportunities aren't the same as they would have been in this moment. But it's not to say that in some future moment, you're not going to be able to do those things that you anticipated. It may just be that they're delayed. So rather than taking this time and kind of just letting it pass you by, think about how you can use this time in a meaningful way. And there are still a lot of meaningful ways to use this time. So you can use this time to learn. You can use this time to make. You can use this time to connect. You can use this time to still gain tangible experiences. There are remote internships, remote research opportunities, remote service opportunities. And so my advice to you is to use this time to deepen your understanding of yourself and to hone your skills and experiences just as you would so that when you come out of this, you're not 
you're, it's not that you're behind. Cause I think if you are experiencing difficulty during this time, you know, see to that and that's okay. But that if you aren't, then at least you're in a position to take aligned actions and take your next best steps and not have to scramble to catch up because you just watch YouTube this whole time. You know what I mean? So that's my recommendation. And if, of course, if you want help with that, I do help students figure out what they want to do with their life and who they are and what they bring to the table and how to use education experience to make that happen. And so come over to college and check out what we have over there. This is also a really good time to deepen your understanding of yourself. Good time to do assessment, good time to talk to others. So I think that's what I would recommend is just have compassion for yourself. This is stressful time, but don't squander it. What an awesome episode of the internship show for all of our student listeners. And thanks again to Katie Oliveira from College Hood Advice for speaking about why students need to prepare and not plan, her opinion on the purpose of an internship, and how to succeed in a virtual environment while a college student. If you've enjoyed listening, go ahead and subscribe to the internship show wherever you listen to your podcast. To listen to all of our shows and get updates on future ones, check out our website, theinternshipshow.com. This episode was brought to you by Scholars easiest way for employers and college students to match for internships and entry-level jobs. We'll see you all next time and have a great day.